Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast, powered by ESS Dental Solutions. I'm your host, Amanda Cross, and this podcast is for all of you amazing dental billers and self-proclaimed office chaos coordinators. I have been an expanded duties dental assistant, dental and orthodontic office manager, regional manager with over 300 offices, and everything in between. And now I'm here for you to pull in the very best in the dental industry to share dental billing best practices. So buckle up for all the amazing tips and bags of tricks for maximizing your dental billing role in your practice. Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast. Hey, dental billers. We have another really exciting episode uh, today where we're just going to be talking to another really experienced, uh, really fun dental biller. I have Megan Mackey with me today. Hey, Megan. Thanks for joining me. This is going to be a really fun episode because every time we talk, we just have so, so much fun. We do. We are the glasses. Yes, we have matching red glasses uh, for any of us or any of you all that can't see us, if you're not um, watching this um, with the video, we do have matching red glasses, but then Megan has a plethora of other glasses that I aspire to have. So we have this conversation quite often of how I can get on that same glasses uh, level as, as her, because <laughs> I'm really jealous of how often she can change her glasses to match her outfit. Um, but Megan, we're, we might do a different podcast on a different day, all about glasses and, uh, you know, how, how gaga we go over them. But today we'll keep it really just about dental billing. Um, unfortunately, uh, I would love to also include glasses in that. But what I would love for you to start with is talking about your background in the dental field, um, how long you've been working in dentistry, just all about you. Um, let's see here. So I am embarking on my 20th year. It's hard to say that because then it ages me, but, um, yeah, 20 years in the dental field. I actually started off in the oral surgery, um, office and I think it was about the first week in, um, the doctor turned to me and he goes, I want a Seth on you. And I go, what's a Seth? And I found out that it was um, a side profile of my face because my jaw was out and over. So being that he's a surgeon, he just wanted a cut. And I was like, whoa, 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 hi, just started here. Let's, let's slow down here. But about three years later, I had jaw surgery and being able to just see all the different things that kind of evolved into um, creating that was really, really just, you know, obviously sparked a passion. Um, so oral surgery is definitely, you know, where my heart started with um, the dental field. I have also um, worked in the general field. And what was really cool about the doctor I worked for is he also trained me um, to assist. So I would assist with, you know, crowns and making Sarat crowns and um, assisting with root canals, extractions, and then also worked at the front. It was so diverse and just so awesome. Just seeing things, you know, it's one thing to be in the front and to see the codes and see the procedures, but to actually be in the back and be like, oh, ooh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? It just was so awesome. So um, yeah, about 20 years, I've got oral surgery. I've got um, the general, I did do a little bit of ortho. That was really cool. Um, tons of fun. And yeah, mostly general dentistry after that though. So yeah. 
Wow, you have a really diverse portfolio. <laughs> That's great. And I absolutely agree with you. And we've discussed this on another episode, um, I believe with Penny Reed, talking about how the best dental billers have experience in the back working with the doctor, because then you truly, like you said, understand the procedures. It's one thing to see the codes and um, send out the claims, but you really have a much deeper understanding of scheduling according to proper timeframes, uh, the appeals and the clinical information that needs to go with claims and all of those different things that really help with the dental billing process when you have been hands-on in the back with, uh, you know, all the dentistry. It does. It, it just, it, it rounds you out. It's just very well-rounded. Even assisting hygienists in the probing, in the charts, and even having, um, um, then let me take over by taking, you know, interval photos and things like that. It's like, oh, wow. I mean, it's just, oh, there's so much to it. It, it is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's the gateway to our body, though. So it really is. And there's a lot to learn. And it's great that you were in an environment where the doctor was teaching you um, that it really is, in my opinion, uh, the best offices when the doctor is willing to help grow uh, the people in the office to learn more and expand their knowledge to be able to help them to, to be well-rounded, like you just said. And um, you, you really have a, get a, a much deeper understanding of different procedures when you actually help with them. For example, those hygiene procedures that maybe when you're billing them, you don't necessarily understand everything that goes into them. But when you are helping the hygienist, you really understand the importance um, by hearing them speak to the patient, um, seeing the clinical information that they're documenting, and it really helps you to be a better dental biller. Especially crowns, like um, the buildups. I mean, it's a foundation. I mean, like all this, the, the cusps and all the foundation was just gone to prep. And so to be able to see that, um, it's, yeah, it really does make a difference and it helps with the narratives and it helps with explaining too. So yeah, love it. Yeah. Love so it. So you primarily, um, post payments, uh, is that correct for an office? Um, actually I do both. So I do, I post payments and then I also do an aging, my aging office. I love, I probably won't ever leave them. My aging's in maintenance mode, so um, it's very easy. Oh, great. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. No. But that's... yeah, if you can get maintenance and get things organized, it's just a dream. And um, I can actually focus on, you know, more things for them too, which is nice. So yeah. That is the ultimate oh, goal. So, so as far as e-assist, I do um, posting payments, um, the aging, and then I also help with talent management with doing the interviews. So yeah, of people who are coming in to be assist. So, yeah. Yes. So if you are interested in a job with ESS, which is a remote dental billing uh, company, you may have the opportunity to speak with Megan. And if you do, lucky you, because uh, she is just uh, <laughs> a, so bubbly and so fun. But um, let's, let's start with the posting payments, um, since that is what you, uh, what you do for one of your offices. So um, it, what are the best practices, in your opinion, um, for how soon you post an insurance payment after the office receives it? Okay. My situation is a te 
tad bit different just because I was um, helping form this office and their processes with an office manager who does not have any dental experience. She's actually the spouse to the dentist. So we were able to create um, a way to help with her in um, seeing all the payments and reconciling them. Um, but generally, I post payments within 24 hours after receiving them. Um, my situation with them is a little different um, because I am uh, doing a little bit of the accounting side and they're 99% EFT, this office. It's everything's EFT. So I um, get the information off of the bank account. There's a, a shared bank account that they allow me access to that only sees deposits. I can't do anything else aside look. And so what I do is I put those onto a spreadsheet for them. And then I pull the EOBs and then I post them specifically for her with um, the bank account name because there's two banks the bank account name, the insurance name, the date that it was posted into the bank. So I really created a special situation for her specifically to help and just to give her, you know, success with it. So um, some days, you know, I have to pull all the EFTs and then I, I post them, but I do post them within 24 hours. So yes, most definitely. This one's just a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, do you... Um find that that is really the most beneficial um, time frame of 24 hours? And, uh, you know, why do you think that doing it that, that soon really benefits the office? Well, one, it shows them um, the hard work that we're doing in getting the money back in to their office, um, especially when you first start with an office. With this office, when we first started with all of um, – the claims that were over 90, um, the person who did the aging within, I want to say a month, like $40,000 just right on in. And so I don't want to delay. I don't want to get the payment and have it sitting there and um, have the office not see the work and everything that we're doing. So when they see those payments coming in every day, it just, it's elation. It's um, gratification. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those my personality is the type where I, I like the check boxes. It feels so good to check off a box and to complete something. So I, I see it as the benefit of them seeing what's happening with their aging and with their collections. It just, it, it helps them. I mean, that's the lifeblood of their office, you know? And for any of the dental billers and offices that aren't using any type of remote um, or outsource company to help with um, any of the dental billing or insurance verification, it still is very important to post those payments, whether they're EFT or their check, in a very timely manner, uh, preferably within 24 hours of receiving them. Um, I don't know if you have seen the same thing, Megan, but what I've seen is um, sometimes office managers or, or whoever is responsible for posting those payments will get checks in and maybe open them and then set them to the side. And, um, you know, things happen uh, day to day and those payment postings may get put off to the next day or the next day or the next day. Well, the longer they sit on your desk or if you've put them in a drawer or anything like that, the higher risk you have of losing them. Um, or if they are EFT payments and you lose track, especially the EFTs that are posted daily, 
MetLife, uh, Delta, you know, you may forget the last time that you pulled EFTs. And so you go in to grab some and maybe you don't grab all of them. And so there are payments that you haven't posted to patient ledgers that need to be posted. And then you're creating more work possibly for yourself on the back end by following up on claims that are already been paid, but you missed the EFT because you weren't following up and pulling those in a timely fashion. And I do let my offices know, um, because sometimes they're under the impression that I should wait to scan and send them in for, or send them checks once I have more than one. And I was like, no, if you have one check, send it to me. If you have, you know, 10 checks, send it to me. Don't feel bad. We had an office who, I, you know, I'm scanning your words like 100 pages. No, no big deal. Put it in there, scan it, and let it go. Um, one to, you know, however many. Please, if you could do it daily, it just, it, it really makes a difference. It really, really does. And it can keep, it keeps the rhythm going of the office because then they go to um, sending out their statements. It helps with insurance verification. I mean, it really is all one system, you know, kind of like the body. We're all, we all have our, our parts to help work to make this company run. So, yeah. Yeah, there are processes that, are are very um in sync with one another so like you said they're they kind of they build on each other they're like puzzle pieces that fit together so um if you are accomplishing a few of the processes very efficiently but uh allowing one to uh kind of drag you down or or you put off that will cause the a kink in the whole system and you will not really achieve uh really operational um, excellence in your practice until you can be efficient in all of those uh, processes that all really fit together. Yeah, and I will say um, working in an office and having to post payments, having to check patients in, having to answer the phone, having to verify insurance, having to um, deal with random weird requests or even run in the back real quick to the perio chart. If my office would have had e-assist, <laughs> it would have made my life so much easier. I can't tell you. I mean, if people just knew the re the relief and the release that they can give up, it just, it, yeah, makes a world of difference. Because trust right. me, I've been there at the front office. Dental billers and, and front desk administrators have to deal with every day like you just listed off. Um, so things like posting the payments regularly or following up on the insurance aging regularly are, are things that uh, can be outsourced to really help, like you just said, because then it allows you to focus on all the other things um, and make sure that you're not missing uh, like I said, any potential payments coming into the office is those are very important for the doctor. Um, so, well, denials. I mean, you know, how many times have you been so busy and you see a denial and you're like, I just, oh, I want to fight for that patient, but gosh, and then something happens, something happens and you forget. Whereas I'm going in and I have all these appeal letters and I love fighting with insurances because come on the patients, they pay for this benefit. Just give up the hundred bucks, seriously. You know what I mean? So I love going after that. And 
it's just lifting something off of the office. Let me take that burden for you and let me get you paid. You know what I mean? And then when you get a, an appeal paid for, um, and it's even a year old and you're just like, look at this. Oh my God, look at this. It just, it's, you just feel good. It's like, let's, let's do another one. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you sound like you're very, very motivated uh, to work towards the goals of your yeah. office. So, so talk to me about how you stay motivated like that. Um, well, first of all, the motivation is the fact that, um, I can work from home. Um, there's a mindset to the freedom that I have being at home, working from home, being around my family. And then there's the mindset that I had when I was in the office, um, there's a lot of stresses that come with it. There's a lot of um, things going on. I don't know what I would have done being in the office during coronavirus, but I have a freedom. I have a different attitude now that I'm at home and I'm in control and I run my own business. So because of that, I have compassion upon the doctors and everything that they're going through. I mean, dentists, and their practices, they are the most expensive small business that you can run. The overhead is high. Um, quite a few of them, which people don't realize, a lot of dentists don't even take home a paycheck because they have to pay all the expenses first. They pay all of their team. All this to say, I feel for them. So if I can get them what they're rightfully owed, if I can get them a higher fee schedule with a, an insurance company or even a third least payer, if I can show them a trick on how to, um, you know, hey, you're an oral surgeon, you're not billing out for medicaments, uh, let's capture that money. Um, it's a mindset. It's like a paradigm shift for them. You know, they went to dental school. They love what they're doing, but they really might not have the business side of it. They might not have the management side. Let's, let's help them and shift that. Let's um, educate their team. Let's um, educate all of them on, you know, the more that we collect, the more that we help the doctors succeed, the more that we're going to succeed. In fact, you know what? I have this cup. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can see it, but here we go. We rise by lifting others. So it's not a selfish mindset of, you know, I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. If I help them, it's going to benefit me. So it's just, it's, it's just the way that I live in life, whether I'm working or if I'm at Target and, you know, I see someone who needs help or they've got toilet paper on the back of their shoe. I go and I step on it without them knowing and then let them go on their way. You help people. It's, I guess, about helping others. That's, you know, oh, the that was, way. That was, As you can tell, I'm compassionate. I love people. <laughs> yeah, that was so. beautifully said. I love that so much. <laughs> Um, but we are going to take a quick, just a really quick sponsor break. I want to come right back because I have some more questions uh, to ask you. Cheers. And um, so we'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions. eAssist helps dentists collect 100% of what dentists are owed by insurance companies. Their dental billing experts work with dentists and their teams to ensure the claim submission process is smooth and that dentists and their staff can focus on patient care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance with the dental billing process, call 1-844-E-ASSIST 
or visit dentalbilling.com to find out more. Okay, we are back with Megan and I have uh, another really big question for you, Megan. So as a dental biller, speaking <clears throat> to all other dental billers, tell us what's the biggest roadblock you have encountered um, to successfully collecting for an office? Uh, there's a few. Um, the first one's pretty basic, but it, it, it's pretty significant is incorrect information, um, incorrect insurance, um, patient demographics, um, anything that can stop the clean claim process from just going from start to finish and then being paid. Um, even having just, you know, well, if you could start from the beginning, you know, before the patient walks in the door, verify the insurance, verify demographics, um, have that all entered in. Don't batch a claim if the information is not up to date yet or, it, you know, correct. There's just all these little steps um, that if it was all done at the, the beginning would flow correctly. Um, that's probably one of the biggest roadblocks. You know, usually... Um, if I encounter something like that, I'll go through the health history and I'll, I'll try to verify the information. I, I don't like to reach out to the office um, to ask them to, you know, can you update the date of birth? I do that stuff for them. I know that that's not, um, that's probably something a little extra, but if, if I can just help them out, come on, I can put a date of birth in, I can update it. I see the paperwork right there or even the names too. So I would say probably that's the biggest roadblock. Um, there's quite a few different roadblocks. Um, well, go ahead, yeah, tell it, go ahead and tell us your number two. Let's hear, let's hear your number two. Oh, well, right. my number two is going to play into, um, I guess, maybe a lot more that I have going on. But um, I would say when you receive the payment, making sure that you were, or the doctor was paid on the correct fee schedule. Right now, one of my big roadblocks is I have a third um, at least third payer. I don't want to say their name just cause you know, and, um, all of the payments are coming in under a wrong fee schedule. We don't even know who the fee schedules through. It is so low that it's causing, you know, our provider to not be in re reimbursed. I mean, it's like half of the reimbursement. So that's a huge roadblock, but that's why we're there. That's why we have the time to concentrate. Look at that EUB and see what's going on. Whereas if I was in the office, I'd see that, I'd, you know, post it and, oh, someone else is coming. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, I did post that one. I mean, you might miss that. And then here, half the production is gone and this isn't even correct. This is something that needs to be followed up on. So that just knowing your fees, knowing your payments, knowing your schedules, keeping, I guess, the, um, the, the office's best interest at heart and just not, you know, posting a payment and going to the next one. It's kind of looking at all of it. Oh, did, you know, um, you know, are, are, are there fee schedules incorrect when you're posting the payment? Did the insurance allow a little bit more? Um, and is the fee schedule incorrect? And then am I reimbursing the ledger that? So there's a lot of different roadblocks. I think I kind of went off on a tangent on that one, but <laughs> So, yes. 
No, you touched on a couple of really great and very, very common issues. Um, and for, you know, dental billers out there that uh, work in offices, if your office is a little bit slower and you have dedicated time to post payments, um, yeah. that that is ideal. Or if you are on a team where you can step away, maybe into a financial coordinator office or something similar to sit and concentrate on posting payments, that is ideal as well. Like Megan said, there's so many things going on every day that there are things that can get missed by dental billers posting payments if you're upfront doing it while the phone's ringing, while the patients are walking in, while the patients are walking out, while the team, the clinical team is coming up and asking you questions and um, telling you that you need to schedule the next person coming up for another appointment. Um, that some the next patient's ready to go over a treatment plan. I mean, there are just a laundry list of things that can interrupt posting and cause you to miss, like Megan said, uh, some really important things on an EOB. Um, and so there could be roadblocks that you don't even realize that you need to overcome in those situations because you didn't even recognize it as a roadblock and you may not recognize it until it's too late, until the doctor comes to you saying, Megan, why are the collections so low this month? And then you go back through looking at EOBs and realize that the insurance is reimbursing you half of what they should have. So being able, however you need to structure it operationally to set aside a dedicated time to post those payments, again, in a timely manner from when you receive them is very important to be able to pay attention to that detail. Yeah, a lot of details. You're very right. Yeah, so I really appreciate you bringing up those two roadblocks because that is uh, really fantastic to acknowledge and how that um, lack of attention to detail can really cause some issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I mean, so, you know, the doctors can't oversee everything. You know what I mean? They just can't oversee everything. So right, right, and nor should they. And and you don't you don't want it to again be caught after the fact when they're looking at numbers and then saying why are the collections lower uh this month than they have been in previous months that's when they go into panic mode they start to get very stressed because as you mentioned earlier there are several practice owners that don't even take home a paycheck after paying the employees and the utility bills and the lab costs and the supply fees and um, extra PPE costs now and things like that. So when they see collection ratio uh, at a lower percentage than previous months, that uh, is when alarm bells start going off, right? And that's not uh, when you want to have the conversation with the doctor uh, because then they are in, um, you know, panic mode at that point and the conversation probably doesn't go great. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, again, speaking to all the dental billers out there, Megan, um, what is one piece of guidance that you would give them to make their life as a dental biller easier? Oh, um, I would say organize, organize, organize. Um, if you can, I mean, some offices don't, utilize Google Drive and all that comes with it. But if you can fall in love and learn how to use Google Drive, that will save you a ton. If you can fall in love with spreadsheets, I mean, I love spreadsheets. Um, if you could 
just get organized and even um, write down what your daily tasks, weekly tasks, and monthly tasks are until you get in the rhythm to know that you are checking off every single item that needs to be done in order for everything to flow. It those are kind of like the standards and the foundation for you. And then other things can be done. Um, I, I have to be organized in my life, um, work and personal. Um, otherwise I feel stressed, um, having a little baby, I've got a lot going on. So if I can just have those main staples of what I'm doing be done, then everything else kind of flows in and I can manage it well. Um, so yeah, and even when like new EA sisters come in, whenever I see them, I'm like, hey, I've got a little welcome kit I can send you. Start here, do this. If you want to learn how to export something, give me a call. I mean, I want people to be set up for success and, you know, learn to, you know, organize. I mean, it just, it really makes a world of difference. At least for, that's it my biggest thing. <laughs> it absolutely does. And a clear space um, helps to have a clear mind. And I am a huge proponent of organizing. I've watched all of the organizing shows and read all of the books. I know how to Marie Kondo. I know how to home edit. I know how to rainbow organize things. Like I love it. <laughs> I, I am the same as you where I keep a notebook right here to mm -hmm. write uh, my tasks down. It also helps to prioritize things. I've talked about this on another um, episode of, of Dental Billing Academy, but it's worth repeating that writing down the tasks that you have that day and being able to mark them off, but also uh, it helps to prioritize them because there are some tasks in your day that can feel, it, it makes the day feel very overwhelming, but truly they're not urgent. Mm -hmm. And they can be carried over to the next day or the next day. There are, as we said before, a lot of processes with the dental billing that cannot be, that they need to run very smoothly and efficiently in order for all the pieces to fit together. But then there are lots of little things that get thrown at front desk um, team members and dental billers and office managers that really gum up your day. Um, but things that can be pushed off until tomorrow and having a list of everything that is needed from you that day helps helps with that helps to make sure that you don't spend a lot of your important time in that in the day uh, focusing on the things that maybe aren't going to be profitable for the office or best for patient care or um, any anything super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so agree. I, I love that. I am all about organization as well. So I'm glad you are too. So we we are way more similar, not just our glasses, but <laughs> personality wise. So it's, we're soul mm -hmm. sisters, I think. And I really, right. really appreciate you coming on and being my guest today. This was really, really fun. Yay. Yes. And come back and we'll do, we'll do another one. Um, and talk, talk more about that office that you have the aging and maintenance mode. I would love to hear more about that, uh, on another episode. Does that sound good? Oh, yes, most awesome. definitely. We'll have some different glasses, too. Yes, maybe we'll trade. <laughs> Thanks so much, Megan. You're so welcome. Bye. Click subscribe now to never miss an episode and find us on Facebook to expand your network.